The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. <clears throat> so what are we drinking today? We're drinking a drink that was recommended to us by CBT Lover 2009. What's it called? Rusty Nail. A Rusty Nail! And really, Rusty Nail has been is one of those old school drinks that yeah. has been on my radar. I just have not taken the time to get Drambouille. Right. So it is one and a half parts of scotch to three quarter part of Drambouille. Okay. Stirred really simply and add a lemon twist. And add a lemon twist, yeah. And what scotch did you use? I used the Dalwini. Dalwini. Yeah. So we'll see. It's kind of a pretty drink. I think it's one of those meltdown drinks like you, you... you let it have a melt factor. I like the yellow nature of it. It's like it looks really sort of like a well, and the yellow dr- cocktail. And the Drambouille is based on a honey liqueur. Oh, it's so got, it's got a nice smell. That's aroma. Yeah, and when I smelled the bottle, it smelled like Dom. Mmm, it's pretty flavorful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's actually really flavorful. It is. It's the Drambouille. It, it's very similar to the Dom. It's very. You know, yeah. like this combination. I'm not saying Drambuie is very similar. I'm saying this combination of Scotch plus Drambuie yeah. reminds me of the Dom. Doesn't it? Yeah. And I'm sure you change the rusty nail with how whatever Scotch you choose or, you know. I quite like that. So this is interesting because we just had this conversation. You were, you were talking about reading a book about some motorcycle guys on Isle of Man. Yeah. Okay. So this version of Drambuie there was another one on the shelf, but this one's from Isle of Man. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I was reading about the TT race on the Isle of Man. Yeah. 37-mile course. They top out at about 200 miles an hour. Mm. It's a spectacular spectator race. Yes. Yeah. Kind of fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Okay. Chapter six. Yes. The bottom falls out of her world. Yeah, the whole market's... Market tanks, she gets fired, she gets she goes on the walk of shame. She's completely harsh reality. She's harsh the reality. first one of the team to go, yeah. To go. And I as Lone I was man reading on the it, pole. Yeah. I was totally feeling like because she had earlier talked about all this forensic analysis they were doing of yeah. the deals that have failed. She you know, it's human to want to have meaning out of something. Sure. So she's trying to come up with the why and I think she thinks she's doing good by doing this. Yeah. 
But then she presents that to John, who's already in a world of hurt, going to executives and upstairs and having right. to account for why there's fails. Right. And she immediately brings up what the problem is, right. the major problem, at least with their investments. And that does not help her. No, nothing helps her. The, the truth of the matter is, and this is just the hard truth of the matter, the entire financial market collapsed in yeah. that particular you know, time. Yeah. The dollar was almost broken. In fact, look, what had happened was the investment banking community took the most precious thing that people have, which is their home. Yep. And they took like the people who pay their mortgages on time. Yeah. And they put them into on top of well, they, well, they foreclosures. Put, well, they just put those people into a what they call a tranche, which is like a they collected all those mortgages together and they sold bonds against them so mm -hmm. that people could buy a piece of people paying their mortgages. Right. And there was an unlimited appetite for that kind of investment. But pretty soon all the mortgage payers were sold in investments. So then they started, so then they started going foreclosures. To, well, it wasn't, but they didn't get to foreclosures yet. But what happened was they started getting people, they started selling tranches of investments of people who were less likely to pay their mortgages. Yeah, people that were 30 days late. And then they went yeah. to 60 days late. Then they went to 90 days and late. And eventually, eventually they're, they're selling mortgages as investments of people who don't pay their mortgages. Well, so then they start, that's when the, when the big calamity right before it happened, mm. that's when those D through F loans were coming through where they were extremely like no down extremely high interest only mortgages yeah. on and people were buying these huge homes yeah ridiculous and homes. an f loan is just terrible it just falls out the roof because these people can't they can only afford the interest they can't afford the actual mortgage no anyway the, the long and short of it is that this was such a calamity that it completely destroyed wall street like completely and Amy, being, you know, the low man on the totem pole, was the first to get cut. She she was. Yeah. You know, she made some extrapolations about being a work wife, and I get that she felt that way. However, let's just be honest. Women for men, especially in the workplace, are just women waiting to be fucked, basically. They're just either you're going to fuck them or you're not going to fuck them. And so women often estimate that out to be oh i he likes me around because i'm a work wife well the reality is he likes you around because you do things for him because she was john's go-to no question i mean he used her totally. totally well i mean he had a good working relationship with her because she did the work well okay but that doesn't mean you're not being used no, he no, didn't she use was... he didn't use the male yeah, counterparts but there, but there was the way an exchange but there was an exchange there she got paid for her work now, she may not have gotten paid enough, and she may, have gotten, may, may not I, have gotten I paid. I will beg to differ with you. There were men being paid more than her because well, she complained I, about it. I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that. weren't his bitch. No, I'm not going to dispute that. I'm saying there was an exchange in place. There was something for something. She got paid for the work that she was doing. That may not have been commensurate, but she got paid. For, but, but what happened was as soon as he was in jeopardy and he had to start like trimming, she was the first to go. He yes. doesn't give a shit about her. No. No. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think chapter five and chapter six together should be read together. I think because so it's too. a it's a furthering of the bottoming out of the market. I mean, it leaves her in an industry that's destroyed with no prospects. 
And yeah. that's her frame of reference. Well, that's what's so troubling is yeah. here she is with no prospects. I mean, granted, we all know how this is. You know, yes, you could go get a, I don't know, a bar, bar job or something like that. The but economy, let's be honest. The economy collapsed. Well, but let's be honest because because people were drinking a lot during that time. So yeah. that was still going on. I'm just trying yeah. to be, I'm trying to be state the obvious. Right. But she lives in Soho. Her rent is through the roof. Right. She already told Chen that. And if she's going to try to keep where she's living, she has to find something in her industry because that's where she's been working her right. whole time. And there's nothing And there. there's nothing. Yeah. And she's not alone. I mean, that's this is just her story. But can you even imagine all these people? Well, the fear must have been terrifying. I mean, it must have been like incredibly scary for those You know, this is like when Wall Street crashed during the um, depression, the depression, depression time and yeah. people were jumping out of buildings. Yeah. I mean, you understand why people are so despondent. Yeah. No, that was probably one of the most terrifying periods that we've lived through because there hadn't been anything like that since the 1930s. Yeah. You know, and so this was... We felt indestructible. We felt indestructible, you know, and, and we felt completely unprepared for it when it happened. You know, I just remember like my ex-wife and I were both in healthcare, mm-hmm. and I remember having a conversation with her saying, well, you know, we're in healthcare. People will still keep getting sick, so we'll be okay. Right. Yes. Right? And I just remember the, the, the sort of general sense of despair that was present. And you started seeing, like, houses foreclosure and our next door neighbor's house and we lived in one of the highest income neighborhoods in the state yeah and our next door neighbors like they were upside down in their mortgage yeah. and what they did was they got on a plane and they left the country and our next door neighbor's house was vacant like just the bank took it no no it was vacant there was, there was this period before the banks knew to keep together right yeah of and course. so then a squatter moved in oh wow right and eventually the bank sort of repossessed the house and it sold in a in a foreclosure sale. Sure. Right? But it took like a long time. It took several months to, for well, that to happen. Well, how many... Think about it. The banks, how many homes are foreclosing all oh, at once? there were thousands. Oh, yeah. There were thousands. I mean, you know... I, I don't, don't even want to extrapolate. I, I just remember we were sold that bill of goods yeah. that the uh, we were at the end of the generation where people believed in the American dream. Hmm. And I remember we were kind of commiserating we were young adults saying we're not sure if the american dream exists anymore like with our parents yeah. generation that was the thing right we're like we're not sure it exists anymore but if we work hard right we'll get things and right. so one of the things that we thought was tried and true as a young couple was we need to stop paying rent and we need to invest in our own home right. because then we have to live someplace no matter what so right. why not invest in the property we're already living in right and if we go a 15 or 30 year mortgage and we were poor young couple first right. getting married. So we chose the 30 year. And at first, when you say 30 years, you think that's an infinity amount of time. Right. There's no way I'll ever get there. And actually at my age now, I'm like, fuck, we, we are almost there. You yeah. know what I mean? And so we chose that. And we thought that's the best investment we can do right. along with all the 401ks and stuff right. like that. And it was crazy because when the 401ks like, plummeted we lost like fifty thousand dollars like in one day it was like crazy and because they were company driven 401ks you didn't have a lot of control over how you take your money out so you just had to watch your money just literally disappear and then we kind of held our breath and got our tax adjustment they give you that yearly tax audit for your home 
and we watched the bottom fall out. Right, the tax like, assessment of the home went oh down. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, I mean, majorly, which yeah. which is the baseline for you to understand how much your home's worth. Right, and we just looked at our neighbors and said, "We can't move." No. Not that we wanted to at the time, but now we can't. Right, because people we were stuck. They were upside can't. down in their mortgages. They owed more in the house than the house was worth. We were very lucky. We owed more at the time because we were still at a 30-year mortgage, right? right? But our mortgage was locked in low enough. We couldn't even afford to go someplace else if no. we wanted to. And that was true for everybody. Yeah. And, and, I can, and so everyone I, was trapped. Yeah, and I can totally see the way that that played out on Wall Street in Amy's world where she is now effectively destitute, right? She has well, no income. She thought she had the fuck me money, totally, right? Totally, yeah. Or fuck you money, right. what I think it said. Which was, she was counting on, because she's a workaholic. Right. So she was kind of living for the time when she thought she could finally make a change. Right. I don't I don't even think get out of the industry per se, but like go on a vacation or whatever, because right. she was neglecting herself right. a ton. Right. Because she was ambitious and she wanted to get right. ahead in a in a pretty much male dominated field, mm -hmm. and that whole hope, like I'll work this hard and have right. this hope, we all have that. Right. All of a sudden, one day, the hope is completely gone. Right. So why the fuck am I working this hard? You know, it's just it's just an evil double edged sword. At the end of the chapter, she gets an email from her friend. Yes, and she reaches back out to her. So I think that's foreshadowing. I think that is. <laughs> I'm going to go with that's probably. I'm going to say that was very sneaky of Jane to put sneaky. that in there because yeah. I'm like, yes. Yeah. So I think things are about to change for Amy. Well, I think they need to because yeah. she's in a world of hurt right now. Yeah. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.